Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Champion Your Life with me, Leanne Champion, where we all try to live our best lives together. Today, we're going to discuss what it means to be emotionally healthy in today's world. And then I want to teach you about five emotional skills that will help with what I call healthy mind management. But first, let's tackle the question, what is emotional health? Have you ever thought about that question for yourself? Are you emotionally healthy? And how would you define that? I'm going to give you a little hint here. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Happiness is not emotional health. When I ask my clients if they feel emotionally healthy, what most of them hear me asking is, are you happy? And it's interesting, often people don't know how to differentiate from these two, emotional health versus happiness. But let's take a moment today and reflect on our emotional education or lack thereof. What are we ever taught about emotion? Well, we're taught that other people hurt our feelings. We are taught that other people make us happy. And we're also taught that circumstances in our lives either make us happy or sad. You know what I mean? If we're thin, we'll be happy. If we're rich, we'll be happy. If we're married and have 3.5 children, we'll be happy. If, if, if (laughs) the requirements to be happy go on and on, don't they? This is what we have been taught, and this is what our emotional education has been reduced to. Now, remember, we've never had proper instruction on any of this, so it's not ever like we learned this in school. I mean, why would they want to teach us that? I mean, emotions are only the most important thing in the world for us to learn and to understand about ourselves so we can go out in the world. But truly... All joking aside, our emotions are the reason why we do or don't do anything. We want to accomplish things because of how we think they will make us feel. We also want to avoid doing things because of how we think they will make us feel. Our emotional state matters because it determines the trajectory of our lives. So here's my question for you. Are you emotionally healthy? And how would you define that? How would you define emotional health? Now, I've collected a few great responses over the years that I'd like to share. Emotional health equals feeling good. Emotional health equals being able to manage my day and be happy. Emotional health is keeping God at the center of my life. Emotional health is being aware, not yelling at my coworkers, not judging myself or others, being content. You get the idea. But ask yourself what emotional health means for you. Now, personally, here is how I define emotional health emotional health is about how we think and feel, it's about our sense of well being. Our ability to cope with life events and how we acknowledge our own emotions as well as those 
of others. But it doesn't mean being happy all the time. So my goal with this show is to inspire you to want to study yourself. We only have one precious go around on this earth, right? So if we can learn to do this, we can be better than happy. We can be emotionally healthy. So let's dive right on in. We're going to learn five skills that will help promote emotional health. Now, these five skills are just part of our toolkit for healthy mind management, which is something we will continue to delve into in future episodes. If you have a notepad, you might want to grab it right now, or later you can visit our website at championyourlife.com to see the show notes, whatever works best for you. But skill number one, become aware of the the emotion you are feeling. Become aware of the emotion you are feeling. So what does that mean? This This is where we learn to understand our emotions. We learn how to name them. We learn how to identify them. So if I was to say to you, tell me about the emotion that you're experiencing right now. What's coming up for you? What would you say? For example, I'm right now currently feeling very excited to be talking with all of you right now about what I think are very important topics. However, some of you might be out in the world feeling overwhelmed right now. Uh, Somebody else might be feeling unsettled. But you know what I often hear? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sure you've heard it too. Everybody's fine. I believe our default awareness level is I'm fine. But you know what? We aren't always fine, are we? If we take the time to notice. Usually what I see is when we say we're fine, we are not. The other thing I'm hearing a lot of is that people will say say that they're feeling anxious. And so what's really interesting is anxiety and I'm fine. They're all just a form of resistance to another underlying emotion, typically one that we haven't quite unearthed yet. Often we as humans just don't want to experience whatever that emotion is. So we're just like pushing it away and resisting it, which ironically causes a tremendous amount of anxiety for so many of us. We're actually afraid to look at it. So the first skill is just being able to understand and identify what is the emotion that's coming up for you. You want to be able to name your emotion and once again, name the feeling. For example, I feel discouraged or I feel disappointed. But being able to name the emotion that you're experiencing is really very powerful. And when we do this, I believe it takes us to another level of emotional intelligence, being able to name what's going on in our minds and in our bodies, which inevitably lead to better self-knowledge. Make sense? By the way, one of the great tools out there that has been, you know, really around forever is meditation. And it 
The beauty of meditation is that it slows us down and it helps us to access this part of our well-being. It it can stop the spinning of thoughts. And if you've never tried it, I I really encourage you uh, to do so. A good place to start would be Headspace or the Chopra Center, if you're curious. Okay, moving on to the second skill. Allow emotions without fear or resistance. Allow emotions without fear or resistance. So this is much harder to do than it is to say because most of us have been trained to mask our emotions or resist them. You know, emotional denial is something that's all too familiar for most of us. Many people say that they know what it is to feel anxiety or anger or fear, but in reality, they really don't know what it's like to experience those emotions. What they are much more familiar with is resisting those emotions. Here's a a terrific analogy. Think of resisting an emotion with this image in your mind. Imagine a beach ball, right, that you're holding under the water and it just desperately wants to come up to the surface, but you won't let it, right? Sounds like some of our emotions, doesn't it? My son Tommy once told me that he always used to try and sit on the beach ball while swimming, only to have it explode above the water and smack him in the face. (laughs) I kind of think that is exactly what happens to us when we resist our emotions. But let's compare that for a moment to the experience of simply holding the beach ball in your hands and just looking at it, letting it be. Many of us spend so much time resisting our emotions because we're afraid of what that experience will be like. Will it explode like the beach ball? Or should I just hold this emotion down and resist it? Or should I hold it in my hands and look at it? Many of us have become experts at resisting our emotions because as children, If we had ever experienced any kind of trauma or any kind of situation that we were unable to process at that tender age, the way that we survived was by simply resisting the feeling, pretending whatever it was just didn't happen. And that's totally understandable. Some of us didn't have a choice. The problem is that no one pulled us aside and taught us an alternative option. Many people haven't had the experience of a really good therapist or a really good life coach, so we never learned how to be present with our emotions. We only learned how to resist them. What I want you to understand is that feelings are just vibrations in our bodies. And believe it or not, that's it. We don't need to fix them necessarily. We just need to be aware of them and allow for them. They are part of the human experience. What's really interesting is that when we open ourselves up to whatever we're feeling, we are experiencing and allowing it to fully vibrate within us, we can then own it. And that's when we finally get authority over it. 
as we learn to allow for our feelings, we then learn how to use them to grow and become more confident and comfortable in our own unique skins. Number three, skill number three, learn to identify your indulgent emotions. Learn to identify your indulgent emotions. Now, let me explain what I mean by indulgent emotions. For example, uh, confusion, overwhelm, self-pity, blame. That's a good one. Defensiveness, worry, procrastination. These are all indulgent emotions. And there are many more, and I'm sure you're thinking of a few of them right now in this moment. Now, I can tell you that I am, without a doubt, a professional warrior. (laughs) I've had years of indulging in this emotion and perfecting it, right? Countless hours of worry that I'm quite sure God would have had something else for me to do had I not been indulging so sincerely. (laughs) I'm sure there's a few of you out there that can relate to this. And then there's those of you who might be asking yourself right now, well, how do I know if I'm indulging in an emotion? Well, you can determine if you are indulging, if the emotions you're feeling are stopping progress in your life. If you find yourself stuck, right? Unable to move forward. Often we can be indulging on a thought loop and the emotion that comes up isn't useful because it isn't creating any productive results in our life. And often the thought keeps us spinning as though we were caught in some kind of hamster wheel, right? Preventing forward momentum. And sometimes we indulge in these emotions so we, well, so we don't have to risk failure and or because we're afraid, again, of feeling any kind of new negative emotions. So we keep ourselves playing very small in the world or very safe. It's very interesting to explore this. The other thing I wanted to share is that some of our indulgent emotions are very clever. I mean, really clever. And sometimes we have to intentionally unearth them. And we can do this with what I refer to as thought downloads. Now, this is one of the tools I teach, and it's just quite handy in helping you watch yourself think. So a thought download is just typically emptying everything out of your brain and putting it down onto paper. And this is where we can spot and recognize those thoughts and indulgent emotions that you want to change because of the effect that they're having in your life. So I've kept all my thought downloads either on a pad like this or in a notebook. And then that allows me to look at them and question them and decide which ones I want to keep believing on purpose and which ones I want to stop believing on purpose. And really, I'm sure you hear this term awareness a lot, but awareness is really so key here. The daily practice of identifying what emotions are coming up for you is basically cleaning out your brain so you can access all of your thoughts and all of your emotions. And then when we clean it out first, then we can see clearly those pesky, indulgent emotions that are wreaking havoc in our lives. In the wise words of Eckhart Tolle, he says, worry 
pretends to be necessary. Worry pretends to be necessary. That quote is truly one of my absolute favorites. Okay, skill number four. Be willing to experience any emotion. Be willing to experience any emotion. So what that means is, (laughs) that's the opposite of hiding, isn't it? So when we hide from our lives, we don't set any goals for ourselves. We don't pursue anything we want because we're hiding from feeling what? Any scary emotions. So many of us hide from trying something new because we're so afraid of having it fail. We don't want to expose ourselves, right, to criticism or rejection. But I have to tell you, that is the beauty of where coaching comes in. When we do the work of looking at what is holding us back, and we can then say, you know what? I'm willing to go and do this. I'm willing to try something new and have it fail or not be perfect. And you know what? It's going to be a great experience. When a coach can help you get to that point, there's such beautiful growth and movement in our lives. And sometimes, you know, we have to remember, we don't always get everything we want, but that struggle is what helps shape us in our journeys. When we're finished hiding and when we're ready to open up to the full experience of life, fear, pain, joy, determination, failure, I'm talking the full range of emotions, That is when we have emotional health or the healthy mind management that we need to pursue our dreams. We might as well give whatever we're dreaming about a try. Just saying, we might as well become the person that we want to be fully alive, fully human, and willing to experience any emotion. And finally, the fifth skill for emotional health is learn to create emotion on purpose. Learn how to create emotion on purpose. Now, this means that you understand that you are the person who generates your emotion. You generate your emotion by what you think with your brain, right? And you can generate the emotion the emotion that you want most. Did you know that? So for some of us, you might choose motivation. For some of you, your choice might be discipline. You want to generate more of that. For some of you, it might be courage. So what I do is I choose five emotions that I want to feel every day. And I include this as part of my morning, and I include this as part of my morning prayer ritual. I will say, today, Lord, I want to experience love. Always love. That's always makes the list. Determination, courage, massive action, creativity, right? So powerful when we declare what emotions we want to feel for the day. We're declaring how we want to show up in the world. And look, sometimes it doesn't work according to plan, but often 
it will set the tone for my day. You know, thinking back, inspiration is also one of my favorites. But sometimes I find myself saying things like, oh, I'm just going to, oh, you know, I just think I'll wait until I feel inspired to tackle that project. But what I've learned is that inspiration finds me when I'm working on that project. So I, I need to usually just get moving and then the inspiration hits. But you just have to learn how to show up. But that word helps me. Other useful emotions don't sound as lovely as the ones I've already mentioned, but we need them in our lives to move forward. For example, my all-time favorite is discomfort. Yep, you heard me right. But discomfort is a very useful emotion, even though it sounds like a negative one. Discomfort encourages us to process something all the way through, and it will always be present whenever you're trying something new. There is a great saying out there that I love by my teacher, Brooke Castile from the Life Coach School. She said, discomfort is a currency to your dreams. Wow. Right? Some real truth in that quote. So discomfort will be there on the journey to your dreams. You might want to write that one down. Put it on a sticky note in your bathroom. Look at it, that quote every day. The more uncomfortable you are willing to be, the closer your life will align with what you want it to be. Our lives are the emotional training ground that we have been given by God. And when we can embrace that, that's when we get a deeper understanding over our life. That's when we start enjoying our life instead of trying to hide from it. And actually we start even enjoying the parts of it that aren't even supposed to be enjoyable. God gives us a different lens in which to view things. Creating our emotions on purpose is actually a terrific discipline. I really hope you will give it a try. Thank you for listening. Remember, you have one precious life. Let's get to the work of it. Godspeed.